Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together at WinBet, Eric Allen here joined in the studio by linebacker Quincy Williams. Did you have any chance to do any uppercuts over by weekend? By week, I didn't get a chance to do no uppercut. That's a good thing, because usually if I do an uppercut, that means I'm getting physical. So I ain't had to get physical. <laughs> so, so we were just talking about it before uh, the camera started rolling. You had a chance to go back south, Birmingham, Alabama, yeah. where you were raised. Yeah, went to Birmingham, went and checked out my brother at Miles College. So got a chance to watch him play. It's been like, what, four years? So this was our first time actually getting to see him play college ball. Family reunion, Family right? Reunion. Because Quinn went down with you as yeah, well, Quinn right? Yeah, Quinn went down too. Now, did you, did you all go together or do you do separate travel plans? No, so we went together because me and Quinn live in Atlanta. Right. So uh, both followed each other down and stuff. It was fun. <laughs> How did he play? Road trip. He played good. Yeah? Yeah. So how many siblings do you have? So I have three siblings. Got two younger brothers and one younger sister. Okay, so what's your younger sister up to now? So now she's a school teacher. Actually started, she actually has her own classroom started last week. Oh, really? Yeah. What grade? First grade or kindergarten. I can't remember. It, but she got the younger kids, though, so she like it. Sent her uh, some how, flowers and stuff. Really? Yeah. How many, uh, how many years are you guys separated by? Um, so me and Quinn are like a year and some months, and then it goes like a year and some months after that. So you're the oldest of the bunch. I'm the oldest. What's it like being the eldest? Uh, leading by examples. It's not really hard for real. Yeah. Uh, they do a good job by also leading by example too, though. So I learned from this. Like I learned from Quentin a lot also. I learned from my younger sister. She's like real good, book smart. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned a lot from her. I learned from my younger brother too, though. Right. So we all like learn from each other, but leading by example is like my biggest thing. Do you see your mom and everybody as far as you guys are concerned? Uh, so my mom passed in 2010 right. to breast cancer. So um, I see, a, see her a lot in everybody, for real. So like that nurturing mindset. And then also she was real big on education and stuff. So everybody's focusing on getting their uh, college degree. My sister has her. I have my Quintus finishing up his. And then my younger brother's finishing up his. So that was the main thing. That's the reason why I asked you, because obviously your mom's been a driving force for you guys. Right. Um, and it's so interesting that your sister followed in her footsteps as far teacher. as being an yeah. educator, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she she actually works with some of the people that were co-workers with my mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's great. That's cool. Keeping the spirit alive. No doubt yeah. about that. So that's awesome. So you guys had an opportunity to get together. You got the chance to watch your younger brother. As far as from a football perspective, was it kind of bittersweet leaving here? Because you guys were on such a high in terms of Two-game winning streak, just took down the NFC champion, defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife. It was a crazy atmosphere. Yeah. You're playing so well. What's it like when you're like, ah, I got to get away for a little bit? So the biggest thing was more like a, I want to say ah, it was more like yay, you know, <laughs> get away a little bit. But uh, the mindset was, I mean, coming off the win was like, come in, let's uh, let's go over the win, and then on top of that, let's also go on what we did on the seat. I mean, what we did season the first half of the season so while you're taking a little break giving your body a little break during your treatments and stuff getting your body back together you're also getting your mental together too with making corrections on like stuff that you might have had problems with 
at the first part of the season. So you get that little time to fine tune some things, get your mind together, get into the playbook if you needed to get into the playbook a little bit more in the middle of the season. So when we come back, you hitting on all cylinders. But you don't take too much time off physically because we're just talking about it. Oh, you're, no. st you're still working out during that time away. I mean, you take time off, but it's more like doing small things like yoga, um, swimming, um, light jogs, walking with your family and stuff like that. Walking a dog could be an exercise. <laughs> so really just staying moving. I mean, I did a lot of eating, though. Did you? Yeah. What do you eat down there? So this was, this was my plan. So I worked out in the morning. Yeah. I had a light breakfast so I can eat good later on. Save I, up. I was Skip back lunch. at home. Skip lunch. Yeah. I was back at home. I had some fried fish, had some uh, beef rib. I was eating good. I can't lie to you. In the South, got a good some home good uh, cooking. It came back up here. Because you pay attention to your diet so much, you can, have a, you can have a couple cheap meals while yeah. you're away down there, right? Yeah. So I actually thought about it on like, all right, how I'm going to cheat this real quick. So I did light breakfast, no lunch. Oh, I'm going ham and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, during the off season, your younger brother, Quinnen, mm -hmm. picked up swimming with you. Is that the first time he's ever done that in the past? No. So the reason why I started playing football is because we got in an argument on like, one day my tackle is going to be worth more than yours. And I was like, one day my gold medal is going to be worth more than yours because <laughs> I was swimming. So we ended up changing sports, actually just competing with each other. So it was another way we can like uh, spend time with each other and then also compete with each other. So he, he swims, he swims too. But, but he's not like really competitive. But he's a swimmer too, though. But this, was this the first off season where he was more competitive with it? Because he talked about it yeah. year before training camp that hey, listen, you know, I really worked on my body again this off season. One of the things that I was doing was the swimming. Yeah, I mean, we had to talk about it, and he was like, uh, wanted to just fine tune like those little things or whatever. And I was like, bro, swimming is like not really a big pound on your body, like running and stuff, but you also get the conditioning too. So he was like, all right, bet. You know, got back in the pool and tried it. So um, I wouldn't say that he hasn't been swimming, but he did this off season start back getting into the pool a lot more. Did you give him a training program? I didn't give him a training program, more like, he was following what I was doing, but just cutting like a couple of rips off. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do when you get in the pool though? So when I get in the pool, do like normal movements and stuff like that as far as like, um, like a regen type mindset. First do a little warm up and then it's a first the sprint part of it. So you're mostly like swimming as fast as you can for like half the meter of the pool and then you're coasting the rest of the way. So you do those. So that's basically like me doing one tens on the field. So like I'm taking off full speed and then I'm coasting the rest of the way. But yet I'm just doing it in a pool now. So yeah. plus you get resistance too with a short amount of distance. So it's kind of like the same thing. You just getting more resistance in a short amount of distance. So it's like you kind of work hard and then and less pounding. Yeah, and then you kind of working on your breathing too though. So when you're running outside, you breathing in and out, in and out in the pool. Well, if you breathe in and out, you're going to die. You're going to drown. <laughs> so uh, really, so like that sprint part, up under the water, holding your breath, only breathing out. So it's like you basically pushing off and pushing, pulling out. So it's kind of like training your body. So on the field, you run the same way, but it's no resistance now. Have you gotten C.J. Mosley to swim? Nah. No? We're still, we still trying to teach him how to swim. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I, okay, so <laughs> I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your season to date. 
I'm getting this out right here. Your stat line includes 60 tackles, two sacks, four quarterback hits, four PDs, which is matched by only one player in the National Football League, even though teams have played an extra game than you guys because you had the bye week. That's Patrick Queen is the only guy of the Baltimore Ravens who's in the same neighborhood. And in recent history, according to our Randy Lang, back to 2001, Quincy Williams is one of four to reach those thresholds through seven weeks. 60 tackles, two sacks, four quarterback hits, four PDs. That's saying something. I mean, 2001, that's 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. So what's been the key to the start? Key to the start is starting out fast. Uh, my biggest thing during the offseason was how can I get an extra edge or like how can I basically like put it all together. And um, I'm gonna be honest, I had like a like a serious come like meeting with myself mm -hmm. on like so the contract stuff came out and stuff like that. So it was more like going through that process, and then you hear like everything out there and stuff like that. So um, I did get caught up in the media type thing. So like you just going down reading all these type people like the people they're comparing you to, people they're saying better than you and stuff like that, and then. Uh, the Jets came, offered me a number. We we was in contact with that and stuff like that. And me, it was like, what did, what are you going to bring to this team type thing? Like, me and Rudy have serious conversations. Right. Like, all right, you know, we know you coming here. All right, bet. So what you going to bring to the team now? So it's like, all right, it's time to take an extra step now. So I started thinking about, like, getting the edge and making the Pro Bowl, talk to Quinnen. He made the Pro Bowl last year, had a conversation with him. Every single day he was calling me. Uh, showing me like the different stuff that was going on, the people that he was meeting and stuff. And I was like, hey, bro, next year I'm gonna be there with you. Like, for real. So like that mindset was like, all right, now let's buy in. How do I get there? So start first thing I started with calling CJ back, cause he's a pro bowler, right. like solidified pro bowler a couple of times. Five times. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just being honest, with ask him straight up, like, bro, like no, no big brother talk, no like tell me what I want to hear type talk. Like bro, how do I get to the Pro Bowl? And he critiqued me. Then on top of that, he told me about some off the field stuff. And then like me and CJ talk about everything. And then he come out and be like, you got to stop doing this. You got to start doing that. Mm -hmm. And I just start writing stuff down, buying in. Uh, big step was the nutrition thing, just being available and stuff like that. Next person I went to was a uh, team dietitian, Nikki. Yep. Uh, Talked to her about, you know, what I want to play at, what I feel comfortable playing at, and then telling her, like, how my body fluctuates uh, throughout um, workouts, training camp and stuff. So she came up with a good plan for me, um, been sticking through it. So it was like now it's more like now I have all these things. Now it's, it's up to you to do them now. Hmm. So boom. CJ also talked to me about the training and stuff. Quinny talked to me about moving to Atlanta. I ended up moving to Atlanta closer to him, being more focused on like family and stuff like that. And then Quinny told me that uh, when you align your life off the field, then your on the field life will uh, align too. So uh, taking all the constructive criticism, all the uh, advice they gave me, bought in, moved to Atlanta closer to uh, my brothers now. Um, my siblings, my family and stuff like that so I can have like a focus so your why is closer to you so you know why you're training type. Mm -hmm. So move closer to them, bought in on my nutrition, bought in on my workouts and stuff like that, ended up training with Lillian in, uh, in Atlanta. So that was really it, really I just bought in. But on the back of my mind, every single game was, every game, every practice, showing people that I'm the best linebacker in the league. And that was my mindset coming in. 
And then not really like proving nobody wrong, but proving myself right. Like I know for a fact I'm the best linebacker. So when we was going through the contract talk, it ain't had nothing to do with like the number of the Jets. It was more like whatever number y'all give me, I know for a fact I'm finna show out and get this second one. Yeah. So it ain't the money ain't the problem. It's I want my stamp. Like I want my respect in this league. I want my stamp. So like, no matter what happened, is I want my stamp. Every single game, I. This many tackles, that many tackles, I don't care about none of it. Like when you were sitting over here reading off them numbers, I don't care about none of that. I want my stamp in this league. Yeah. So like now, um, I'm getting recognition and stuff like that. It's I'm I'm still not done though. Like that's my mindset, like I'm not done. How unnerving is it for a player? Because I don't think people on the outside take this into account that you finish a season and your contract's up. So mm -hmm. what's going through your mind? Like, hey, I've been with the Jets for a couple years. Right. Starting to develop here. <clears throat> My brother's here. I think there are some pieces in place, but there is some uncertainty. Right. So how tough are those couple months leading into March? So a couple of months leading into it, uh, the biggest thing is your mindset. So finishing out the season was my first mindset. Like, I don't, no contract talk. My agent don't talk to me about it. Let me finish this season because this contract is the one they gave me. So I want to finish this contract strong. Right. So then I after the season, all that's done. So basically, you're a free agent. Like, right. You ain't on no team type. <laughs> so the mindset was, uh, all right. Let me hear what everybody got to say. Type. Boom. Um. So then you start talking about, all right. So what is this to come? So boom. You start thinking about the season I've had. You start thinking about the game plan and stuff like that. You start thinking about the camaraderie with your team. And then you also got to think about how like you you gonna have to play at this team for like the next couple of years or whatever, whatever team you pick. So it's like, what team would I pick that it feels like a brotherhood on top of that? And then also you're competing. You competing against the NFL, but you're also competing on the team. Mm -hmm. So after all that, man, the Jets checked my box and all of them, and then also my brother here too. Yeah. But when it comes down <laughs> to definitely bonus taking the brother away from it, because at the end of the day, we both our own men, and his contract was coming up too. So like he got the same decision to make, so I can't make my decision off him. It was really like, what's the best fit for me, type. And then I already knew the playbook coming into that mindset, right. so that was my mindset for real. But that was huge. It was a huge agreement for the Jets because you didn't actually hit the market. People were talking about, okay, well, this is what it's going to be and whatever, things like that. But a, a couple days before yeah. free agency actually commences, it's like the Jets agree to terms with Quincy Williams. Now, with that being said, that must have put your mind at ease. And then you could set forth on this path. Yeah. So like, like I said, the mindset was like, one really, after everything, like just hearing everything coming back was more like for me, so I know what I need to work on next year. Mm. I already knew I was going for the Jet. But <laughs> it was more like what everybody else team like think of me. Like, you know, what am I hearing? What do I need to work on? What do my weaknesses? What do you feel like my strengths are? So that's why I was listening to other teams, hearing them out, just asking them questions and stuff. Quincy knew he was going to the Jet. Right. But it was more like I want to hear the feed and stuff like that. So after I heard all that, it was more like, all right, they think I'm more like, you know, they trying to play with me. Like, I know for a fact who I am. So this year, as soon as the money got done, boom, it wasn't never about the money. Boom. It was more like, I just need a place. So I know for a fact I have a job security. We can talk about that. So like, money, hey, I'm going to the Jets. Right. 
job security, my job secured. Now it's time to show what I got. You keep on playing like this, you're gonna be getting. That's what I'm saying. So I won't really yeah. worry about the money. Right, right. More like, yeah, right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I won't really worry about the money just because like what's what's coming next. I know for a fact. Like, so what what was the word on the street when people talk about your weaknesses? So my weaknesses was coverage. Yeah, my weaknesses was coverage. My weaknesses was my weakness was that my strengths was too strong. Mm. So like speed is my strength. So I'm too fast. So over it's basically like over pursuing, yeah. over pursuing, yes. out of place sometimes. So it's like boom. So like all right, now how can I control my speed? Yeah. So it's like boom. How can I be better in coverage with my eyes and hands and uh, playing in my like learning how to play within the scheme? So like I'm hearing all this stuff and then it come back to then hearing what CJ is saying and stuff like that. So it's like all right, I need to learn how to fit into the scheme. So talking to Rudy and learning the scheme, why not go to a team that you already know the scheme too? Mm-hmm. And like me and Rudy, Rudy been my coach for, since I've been in the league other than one year. Yeah. So I got like, all right, so I can learn the scheme even more because that's why I was out of place a lot. I was just trying to make plays everywhere. Then how can you control your speed? All right, that's something you can do with training and stuff like that. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. Is this the perfect place for you? Obviously, you love it, but you're talking about Rudy, Mike Rudenberg, the Jets linebackers coach. Then you got you're paired up with C.J. Mosley, who I consider a cerebral assassin. The guy's intelligence, football intelligence yeah. on another level, and it's human intelligence on another level. And then your defensive coordinator is a guy who played ten plus. There you go. Years in the National Football League at the position of Jeff Albrecht. Yeah, yeah. So like all that buying into it, they bought into me. So it's like I right, listen to what they saying and buy back in. So that was the thing. So like throughout the whole time I've been here, they've been telling me, ah, oh, tracking this, tracking that. Me in my head, I'm like, all right, as long as I'm the first one to the tackle, I'm good. But it was like, how do you fit into this game? So like this year, I feel like we do, I'm doing more listening, to be honest. I'm like buying in more. Yeah. And that's what it took my game on. So like, I'm not running around the field just trying to make every single play. I'm making the plays that come to me or making the plays that's supposed to be meant for me on my side of the field. So I'm not out of place. Blessing in disguise, 2021, when Jacksonville waved you? Oh, it was a blessing in disguise. It's just one of those things by having faith. Yeah. Yeah. But Do I, you have any time to feel sorry for yourself? Because it's like, okay, you get waved. Right. <laughs> then you're like, oh, the Jets claim me. So I'm going to go to a new team. I'm going to move up north, and here we go. No, nah, you had that feeling. Yeah. I'm on, you had that feeling. So I got cut. You got to wait 24 hours. So with that 24 hours, I'm, I had to sit with myself as far as like, hey, I got cut. Usually that means you're not good. You're not good enough to play for the team. You got to think about it. We had came off. A horrible record. Yeah. So it's like you got cut from the worst team. So you the worst player got cut from the worst team. So I mean, they said in your mindset, but as soon as that happened, my brother called me. It was like, bro, you're gonna be good no matter what. Like, you get your second chance, just take off. 
And then that was my mindset, like, all right, second chance take I just need that one chance. Prayed about it, I was like, I just need one chance. No matter where I go, I just need one. I won't ever feel like this again. Jets called, boom, that's my one chance. So I came here. I think my first game was when the uppercut happened. So <laughs> Patriots against the Patriots, first game, uppercut first. Might have been second or third series. Yeah. Ball out to the uh, edge. Hit, big hit, crowd go ooh. And then that's when the uppercut came. It just came out of nowhere too. It was more like a feeling. Uppercut, ever since then, bro, I've been playing the same way. You know what I've been thinking about too is that I look back at that draft class that you came in, 2019. Second linebacker taken. Well, not only that. But they took, and Jacksonville's a good team, but they took Josh Allen in the first round. Great player. Yeah. I'm thinking to myself, while I watch Jacksonville now, well, what if this Quincy Williams was on that defense? Yeah. I like where I'm at now, though. I ain't even <laughs> thought about it. I'm going to be honest, I ain't even thought about the no, Jaguars. No, of course not. Yeah, yeah. But far as, like, if I would have, if I knew what I knew now, back then, I wasted, I'm going to be honest, I wasted a lot of time. Do you really think so? I know so. Like, me as a person, what I was doing off the field and, like, my mindset on the field, I wasted a lot of time. Like, if I knew what I knew now, I would have been better. But was that because? It was a new position, too, though. Right. Yeah, that's well, what I'm saying. Well, explain that. At Murray State, how were they using you? And then once Murray you State, it was a small school. First of all, I wouldn't have been there if I, I would have been academically uh ready, but they took a chance on me and I, they had faith in me, so I had faith in them. Mm -hmm. But my mindset was different though. It was more like, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm here, so I need to make the best. Uh, I'm the only player drafted ever in the school, like since they, they broke ground on it. Right. So it was like, I gotta, I gotta make it out of here no matter what. So I was calling my brother. CJ was at Alabama. I was, before CJ knew me, I was doing the same stuff CJ was doing already. Yeah. I was calling Quentin, hey bro, what the linebackers, Mac Wilson, them out there doing? Like, what what they take in and stuff like that, protein shakes and stuff like that? Because I'm at a small school, we ain't have all that access. So I'm calling my brother saying, what the linebackers at Alabama doing? Yeah, I remember you telling me and Bart Scott about yeah, that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to figure out what they doing. So now I'm buying in like, now I got to get somewhere this year. And then I end up having to put my highlight tape on YouTube, like make my own account and everything, put it on YouTube, cut up my own stuff because I did PR. I got my degree in PR. Yeah. So in one of the classrooms, <laughs> was doing the media stuff, I was making my own highlight tape to put on YouTube to get somewhere. So, bro, I work hard for it. Like, I work for it. Do you put any music to it? Oh, no, I ain't putting no music to it. If you were going to put music to your highlight tape, what would you do? Now? Yeah. Now, I'm putting that Pardon Me by Future on there. That's my favorite song right yeah? now. Pardon Me by Future. Okay. Hey, so I, I told you I wanted to throw some numbers at you here. Okay. I got I got some uh, a couple other good ones here. Right now... You and C.J. Mosley, according to Pro Football Focus, lead the National Football League in coverage grades for linebackers. Mosley number one and you at number two. What do you think about that? I'm because proud. you were just talking, you know, the reason why I'm bringing that up is you're talking about, well, teams talking about coverage being my weakness. That's what I'm saying. Well, here you are. Yeah, but the biggest thing with that is we on the same page, though. So, like, yeah. During the offseason, we talked about it or whatever. So, like, now, during the week, we game plan. Not, I wouldn't say game plan together, but we talk, like, what do you see right here? How you see this right here? So, we be on the same page. So, on Sundays, 
it's basically like we moving the same, we speaking the same language. Right. And we standing right next to each other, but it's like, he know what I'm gonna do because I did it every single day at practice. So like he trust and believe like, all right, if he coming, he not supposed to do it, but Quincy gonna do it in a way and I know for a fact he gonna do it. Me, I know CJ feel like this, so I know for a fact this how he gonna be, all right, bet. Yeah. So like just having that, it's cool. Like we on the same page. What does it mean to you if, well, I'm just gonna straight up ask you, is this the best linebacker tandem in the National Football League? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And we just getting started too, that's the scary part. <laughs> and what do you mean you're just getting started? Like, the way we feel, like, so what we would quote unquote say we in like the middle of the season mm -hmm. or whatever, boom. I don't mind feel like this game one for us. Like the mindset as far as like all the numbers, everything they talk about in the meeting, stuff like that, that for us, that happened last year, mindset. So I was like, we coming out of training camp right now. What you gonna do this week moving forward? So like basically, it's the second half of the season, but this game one for us. So like now you gotta put on the show, like the beginning of the season, that wasn't no fluke. Like this really like that. Like we really live like this. Like this is really how we is. How about the way you closed the Denver game with two sacks and, and the mindset final, during the, the final week, two minutes? Mindset during yeah. the week. During the week, we call it. I say, I'm going to get a sack on this. Every single time I say, I'm going to get a sack on this. Last year, my two sacks was off that play. So it was like, I'm going to get a sack on this. I know for sure I'm going to get a sack. So as soon as he called it, I said, hey, uh, I'm finna get a sack right here. And then it was just like taking off. So it was just like having that mindset. But then it's also like throughout the game, playing playing in the scheme and stuff and not getting, not getting lazy on it. That's the mindset. So like I'm lining up right there. Boom, not coming, not coming, not coming, not coming. Then as soon as it's time for me to come, like making it look the same. So it'd be like, all right, he not coming. Right. And then I take off. So it's like buying in, like I was saying. So like the coaches make the call, playing it, boom. Why am I on this line of scrimmage? Why am I on this line of scrimmage? Then boom, number get called. Okay, this is why I'm on the line of scrimmage. <laughs> Do you think you surprise your opponents with your speed? Because yes, you watch you on film and you're like, well, that guy really can move well. With that being said, there's a difference between watching it on tape and then yeah, I hear that a lot, seeing though. you on the field. I hear that a lot. Yeah. So like during the game and during the game, they do be saying that. <laughs> that? Yeah. But I remind them that I'm gonna be here the whole game. <laughs> I remind them I ain't getting out every yeah. time. I, I let them know. I be like, bro, I'm gonna be there the whole game. Like, I even like even like if I make a play, they make a play again, and they be like, dang, somebody block them. I'd be like, yeah, co your coach might as well stop running this. Gonna be here the whole game. <laughs> You know, Mike Singletary, legendary linebacker, uh, he used to say that, I'm, I'm going to be here all day, dog. All day, right. <laughs> Wherever you are, I'm going to be here. Me and CJ be like, all right. As soon as we call the play, be like, all right, I'll meet you at the ball. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, bet. <laughs> <laughs> what did it mean to you and Quinnen to became, become the first brother pair in the last 30 years, or the second brother pair in the last 30 years to have takeaways in the same game? that came against Philadelphia, Quinn made an unbelievable yeah, interception. Great excited. read on Jermaine uh, as far as sniffing out that screen. And then you, you're probably mad at yourself because- Oh yeah, I was supposed to take, I got a little bit too excited. Call? I was, that was the speed thing. I had already took <laughs> off before I grabbed the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking about that, but I was really excited. But also my grandma was there too though. Yeah. So like my grandma has only came to two games and in both of those games, we've done something like that. I think the first one she came, we both recorded sacks. Um, so we had that record. Then this game was both uh, turnovers. So it's like, it's great to 
celebrating in my for my grandma to have something that be like, what makes every game different? Or like, well, we broke records in this game, and then on top of that, my grandma was there. You know what that means. Your grandma's got to come to That's every game. We've been trying to get her. She don't really <laughs> like flying. We like, she got to start coming to more games. How much does she enjoy it being she, at the Eagles game? Oh, she enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What's it been like the crowd this year? I'm specifically talking about those those three night games or the late afternoon games when you're talking about opening night against the Bills. Yeah. Week four against the Chiefs. Then obviously week six against Philadelphia. What's been the atmosphere? Man, it been feeling like Jet Light Stadium. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like this week, I know we play the Giants yeah. and we away, but I need all the fans there the same way. Like, yeah, it's a Jet Light Stadium for real. Like, it be rocking, and I love it. And like, I'm on defense, so it's like when the offense when their offense is up and how loud it get. I tell them, I don't care if I can't hear the call because I know they can't hear. You feel me? I'm going to just react. Yeah. But it be rocking. And especially like those times when they like cut the lights off and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had like them little glow bands yeah. on. Man, it, on the field, you be hyped. Yeah. Are, the, it, Gi- are the Giants a rival? Uh, everybody a rival to me. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. If you got on the wrong color jersey, you a rival. <laughs> I like Even that. Even when I go to like sign people autographs and stuff, and then somebody who got the wrong jersey on, give me something, I cross it out. And then sign. I like that attitude. Got to have that mindset all the time. So I don't know if you were traveling yesterday, but the Giants played. They won their game. Uh, have you had an opportunity to take a look at them a little bit yet? Uh, I did a little bit, but it was most like a, a general general watch. Um, today was more focused on making sure uh, we fix the things that we need, that we had trouble with during the first part of the season. Tomorrow is more like game plan. The next day is more like let's get into it. So, um I've watched film on. So you got to just a broad. I don't really have like a key. I don't really have any keys or anything like that. Well, you probably got to prepare for your two quarterbacks because Tyrod Taylor's been playing the last couple games. Uh, Two different. Yeah. So like you know, really that's why I was saying more like I just watched a general thing. So like Tyrod, you thinking of more like quarterback runs and stuff like that. Um, far as like the other one, yeah, I don't really know what we're gonna get out of that one. Yeah. Danny Dimes and then Saquon Barkley, obviously a very yeah, accomplished very running good back. runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so in the second good half, tight ends too. Yeah. What's been happening in the second half? You guys have been dominant, and then conversely, I know one of the things that you're emphasizing is we got to start off faster. Yeah. So like the biggest thing is starting off faster, but when we come to the sideline, then also when we go in in the second half, the reason why we've been playing so good is because when we come to the sideline, our coaches or us would have like a, a plan for how we need to stop this. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is the coaches listen to us because we're on the field, but then we are also listening to the coaches because they know the calls and stuff like that. So it's like, it's a good, like we're, we're good working together. So we're fixing the problem faster so it won't hit us again. So like if it hit us one time, which means first 15, you don't know what they're going to do. They might do something that we unscouted. You see right. what I'm saying? So as soon as we get to the sideline, we're uh, going over it. Planning for it, I bet. So we on the same page if it come again. So as soon as it come out again, so like a certain formation or something like that, that formation the other day, it's crazy because everybody on the field be talking. Really? From the corner to the other side, be like, hey, that's the play from earlier. And then boom, we all on the same page with it. So that's that's what been the difference for real. What don't people know about C.J. Mosley? What they don't know about yeah. C.J. Mosley? Yeah. Oh, Lord. I ain't gonna lie, CJ quiet. 
Yeah? He quiet, unless he know you. If he know you, he cool people. You get it out of him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't really got no trust. I'm like that little brother, you know, that I always picking up. Like when I first got here, right. everybody was like, bro, this is the most he's ever talked. <laughs> I got him got he got handshakes on the field right. now. It's like he's younger. He feels like he's younger now. Yeah. Yeah, but uh he cool people. But when I first got here, wasn't talking. I guess he was in that like leader mm. type mindset and stuff, because it was a lot of young people here and stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I can't really take nothing serious. I like to play like loose and stuff. Right. So it's like handshakes and stuff, smiling and stuff, We're making big plays. We got like celebrations and stuff. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say he old, but it feels like he, you know, he playing a little young. He's moving a lot faster too. Now I just started, he, I he even started getting a little edge on me on making it to the ball faster. I just started moving a little bit faster. Yeah. That what it is for real. So you talked about being in Atlanta in the off season and training and being close to your family, specifically. Training wise, you always get after it. But what did you do differently in the off season? And you mentioned diet before too. You had a cheat, couple cheat meals this right. week, and you deserve those. Right. But <laughs> what did you do? Training. About? Yeah. Training. It was more like I do a lot of training. So like in the past, I was just doing a lot of everything, like moving fast, swimming, diets, all that kind of stuff. This off season is more like slow down. Mm. So it's like not training so much. Okay. So it was like I was training to the point where like my body ain't never get a chance to heal up. Right. So like me, I'm one of them people that can't sit down, nothing like that. Like they be like, take a day off, I'm gonna go do something. Yeah. Like, I I wake up early, like no alarm, seven a.m. I'm waking up. But usually I wake up seven a.m. go bike, get in the sauna, work out two three times. It was more like ah, right, you gotta chill now. So then when I got with Lillian, it was like doing the drill slower. So. Yeah. Everything was just felt like it was slower. I even told her, I was like, all right, we taking forever to work out. I'm working out in the in the middle of the day. Then on top of that, we doing the drills. I'm doing the drill slow, the footwork drill slow. And she was like, you got to learn how to control the speed. Mm. So, and CJ said the same thing too, though. It was more like, CJ is faster than me on the field because his moves are precise. So while I'm taking four steps, CJ is only taking two steps. Mm. So it's like getting that mindset and then also seeing it when you see the ball take off. So it's like the Lachita mindset. And you do watch a video of Oh yeah. I got it on my phone. Cheetah chasing a gazelle. I or saved hunting. it. Yeah. Hunting gazelles. He hunting gazelles, he hunting rabbits too. Every, every pregame. You're Man, in there. Every single pregame. I got a picture. I'll be on my phone like this, turn it sideways. If you ever see my phone sideways yeah. and I'm locked in, there's it. And I'm playing some future in the back. Yeah. Future. <laughs> and what do you like most about the cheetah? The cheetah is more like his precision too. So like no matter which way he going, he locked in. He mm. go left, I'm going left too. But I'm follow I'm going full speed going that way. So on full speed, you go left, I can go right. Boom, boom, boom. And he still ain't broke stride at all. Yeah. So like that mindset is like me chasing a running back or chasing a wide receiver. Like I ain't trying to change speed while I'm moving. It's basically controlling your speed. How much? And it's just aggression of it too, though. So yeah. like when he grabbed the gazelle, yeah. that's how I be trying to grab the player. But I ain't gonna bite him though. <laughs> <laughs> how much do you enjoy the study part of this? Because we talked about it in the locker room uh, during the week before. As far as you have such a better understanding of the way teams are trying to attack you now. Yeah. Yeah. The study part, 
you gotta buy into that. And I'm be honest, it do get it do get lack of days go boring or whatever. Cause like you get to a point where you realize, all right, this like counters counter, belly's belly. Like no matter what team we play, so like we've been getting the same belly, the same six weeks and stuff. Right. But it's really like just finding those little details in it. Like all right, on this back back, is he looking or like is he tighter? Is he wider? Mm. So it's like it's belly. But how can you key that his belly faster from team to team type mindset? Finer details. There you go. And you definitely on those. Yeah, it, small details like cut down splits or anything. Yeah. And you could, you could definitely see it because I think early on, I think people might have got this wrong with you and said, well, he's, I don't know if the instincts are there. But if you watch you now. Oh, yeah, I that, can point it out before it even happened now. Yeah, exactly. That's That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. You watch you now. It's like he, he knows what's coming. He he don't have any. I don't wasted. know what's coming. CJ explained it better. I don't know what's coming. I know what's not gonna happen. So like, in so there's this no waste of space. There you uh, go. No waste of steps. In this format, I know for a fact I can't get this, so I can cancel this out. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. then off this step, I know for a fact I can't get this, so it got to be this. Right. Yeah. So what's gonna happen with this team after the bye? You're three and three right now. You're on a two-game win streak. You got the Giants first, and you treat every moment like a championship moment. But there with that go. being said, you know what happened last year after the bye. Why is it going to be different this year? It's going to be different this year because of the mindset. Is more like every single week winning that week. So it's focused on going one and zero every week. But first, it starts with going one and zero every day. Mm. So it's like today. It was more like a walkthrough type day, but we was focused on going one and zero today. So it was like winning the day. Next tomorrow we'll worry about winning the off day, winning that day. So it was like we're making small victories, big victories mm-hmm. type mindset. So then when you get to the big stage on Sunday, it's not like it's a big stage. It's more like another one of those small wins that you didn't already play. Like it was a big stage on on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So that's the mindset. So like not making a big thing a big thing, but actually continuing and being consistent with it. That's the mindset though, for real. Nobody's been more consistent so far than Quincy Williams. We wish you could su- continued success. Pro Bowl's on the horizon. There we go. All pros on the horizon. Need but, I know, and, and, but I know you got a lot of team goals ahead. This was fun as always. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me.